Hey, Spencer. Yeah, yes. Want to see a dead body? Yeah. Yeah, I do. All right, cool. I didn't plan anything beyond you. I figured you said no like a normal person. <laughs> no, no. no. If you want to see a dead body, I'll go make one real quick. Yeah. Hey, we're talking about drugs today. <laughs> that seems applicable to the world we live in. Everybody's doing drugs. Everybody. We should do a really shitty rendition of this podcast. Hey, everybody's doing drugs. What's the deal with dope? What's the deal? What's the, have you guys seen this? Have you guys seen this? Yeah, you hear about this? You seen this? You ever do like a little, you roll it up, get some green stuff, you put it in a piece of paper, you roll it up, but then you smoke it a little bit, and then you get all crazy. Apparently, you jump off of buildings yeah, and so beat you, immigrants and shit. You think you can fly and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that happens when you smoke that jazz cabbage. The wacky tobacco, the uh, ganja, the devil's seed, uh, the devil's lettuce, the devil's seeds. That's that's ejaculate. Yeah. You're not smoking that. If you're smoking the devil's seed, that's that's another. I'm sure there's a drug out there called the devil's seed. Oh yeah, gotta oh, be definitely. Um, if not, there should be. Oh, there definitely should be. If you guys are just listening to this, this since this post on Tuesday, this is our 420 episode. Due to the law, I am not allowed to smoke. I'm, but, but I could drink as much whiskey as I want. I can, I could drink a whole fifth of whiskey and go beat a bunch of people in the street, and that's fine. Yeah. But God forbid I take a puff of one sweet J. Hey there, party people. Welcome to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me, as always, Spencer, the Barbados Booty Bandit Church. Woo-woo! Wickedy, wickedy, wickedy. Today's episode is our 420 Spectacular. We have 12 inebriated ladies all around us. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry we don't have cameras. It's wild in here. Woo. Actually, it's going to be wild in about 15 minutes, probably, or 20 minutes. There's going to be... A tornado of activity, a hurricane of chaos. I am sipping a fine, fine Cape Line blackberry mojito. It's not good at all. I got it for free from work. Doesn't sound like it would be good. They pushed it off on us. I didn't want it. There's other flavors. There's a margarita I tried last night. Down the drain it went. Ugh. Uh, Mindy tried the strawberry lemonade something or other. That went down the drain after a sip. I'll tell you what they taste like so you don't have to have one. If, if you had, uh, you know the shitty vitamin waters? Yeah. And then you know like the shitty cough syrup that little Wayne gets high off of? Yeah. The lean? It's like instead of using Sprite to make lean, that's what they use, right? I don't know. I don't know. Sounds but right. Cough syrup and vitamin water and then you shake it up and let it get warm, cool it down, warm it up again and then cool it down one more time and then leave it in your trunk for a month and then... Take it back out and cool it down once more, and that's the flavor you're going to get from this Ooh. delicious cape line. What if that's how they made it? The fu- hey, you found out that's how they brewed. Um, the tagline for this sparkling cocktail is six simple ingredients. Nothing artificial, gluten-free. What are, does it, well, let me read the ingredients here. Carbonated water, alcohol from real cane sugar, so it's just alcoholic sugar, I guess. Real cane sugar, so there's two types of sugar. Lime juice... Natural flavors and fruit juice for color. Now, six simple ingredients. This has like a fucking two-year shelf life. How? 
Yeah. If it's just fruit juice and water, how does it have a two-year fucking shelf life? It doesn't make any sense. What What are the natural flavors? It's the tin in the can. <laughs> Tin's natural. It's a comes from the earth, right? Yeah. Anyway, today we're gonna terribly talk about stoner characters in fiction. Actually, I think we should start with this list I found. I'm not quite sure how terrible it, it. It seems more quality. Do you want me to send it to you? I haven't sent it to you. I'll do that. What's your name, Spencer? I think that's the last time I checked. Not Rodrigo. No. No. I, I well, I lose track with all the ones that you give me, so I can't. Yeah, but you usually still have the Spencer name. Yeah. That's the first name. Um, I'm going to set the button, and I send the stoner list to my boss at work. Good. <laughs> Yay! I hear activity. It started already, sooner than I expected. And we're back! We have this wonderful list from Bustle.com. Shout out to Bustle. Where you get your hustle on. And I say, what is a, what's a bustle? Bustle. Bustle? Bustle. It's a silent T, Spencer. Oh. Bustle. 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 It's a, uh, I don't know what a bustle is. Mindy, what's a bustle? She doesn't know. Anyway, this article, nine stoner reads for you to get lost in on 420. And we felt we do want to talk about fictional pot smoking characters from movies and stuff that are popular, but we're going to do that after this list. We're writing a podcast. We've yeah. got to stay a little bit on the uh, literature side of things. Usually it doesn't work out that way, though. No. I mean, number one, obviously, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, which I feel like out of everything he did in that book or the movie, weed was on the very low end, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like his weed smoking would have been just kind of uh, uh, the transition period between yeah. like cocaine and ether or <laughs> meth or some <laughs> shit. So, like, he... Hunter S. Thompson just would take it easy. Oh, I'm going to relax a little bit, smoke a little weed. That's that's how I start my morning, yeah. you know, the old wake and bake. So we don't have to go into that one. If you don't know that book by now, you're fucked. You haven't been listening to this podcast enough. This one I have not heard of, but I'm kind of interested in it because this is a trippy-ass cover. The Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test by Tom Wolfe. I'll read this one for you. Imagine yourself in a brightly colored bus named Further, riding shotgun to Allen Ginsberg while the Grateful Dead strum a few chords in the back. That is what reading this book is like, because that is what Tom Wolfe did while following Ken Casey and his band of merry pranksters from coast to coast and even to Mexico as they fled marijuana possession charges. <laughs> that kind of sounds awesome. Yeah. Oh, if you're not aware of Allen Ginsberg, he was uh, with Jack Kerouac in the Beatnik crew of the, the 60s. So that's, that sounds pretty funky. This is like a kaleidoscope of color here on the uh, book cover. Yeah, that's just like an acid trip on the cover. Again, though, I mean, Kool-Aid acid test. Yeah. I'm feeling already, just the start of this list, that the uh, whole 420 vibe, they're pushing like it's just all drugs. Yeah. 420 isn't about doing acid. I mean, I'm sure people go a little hardcore now, but it's supposed to be the marijuana. The Mary Jane. This one surprised me because I forgot about the drug smoking in this. Uh, Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison. This was one of my favorite books, by the way. In this ultimate classic, an unnamed narrator brings us to his underground home where the weed is strong and the Louis Armstrong records are loud. In this, in the scene, Ellison explores the relationship between the perception of time and smoking, so make sure you take your time reading through this one. I do may- remember that. That was a long book. See, I, didn't, I, I didn't realize that the, any of that was going on in The Invisible Man. I did not know. Not The Invisible Man oh, as in the yeah. Invisible Man character. This is a book about racism. Mm. It's a black man in, I believe, New York, 
and I think I read this last year. He, uh, it was like in the, I think it's set in the 30s, and back then, like, you're a black guy in the city in the 30s, you, you might as well oh, be invisible. Yeah. That's kind of the premise here, but he lived in, like, a basement or something for a while, and I think it starts off, yeah, he was smoking some herb, but again, book's not about marijuana. Book doesn't have too much drug use. It doesn't mean it was written in the 30s, I think. But if you want, it's a very good book if you would like to check that out sometimes, Spencer. All right. But I do not have the print copy. Yeah. Ebook. Which sucks because it would be awesome if you got a Kindle and the ebook had like a little lending thing. Like, yeah. hey, lend it to your friends like you do a regular book. That'd be great. You gotta just fucking email you the book or something. That mm. would be a nice feature. This one's a little more applicable. The Dharma Bums by Jack Kerouac. I read this not too long ago either. Fact and fiction gets stirred up in Jack Kerouac's semi-fictional account of his years traveling after On the Road. The account of Allen Ginsberg's first legendary reading of how, while he was stoned at the Sixth Gallery in New York, should be enough to get this on your reading list. But if not, then maybe Kerouac's pseudonym Ray Smith, the book's narrator, can convince you to join him on his trek to Mexico, where there is music, where the music, well that's just shittily written, where uh, music is coming out of doors, girls, wine, weed, and hats. Viva! Yeah, that was a very interesting book. Like I said, that was about him. Like, he was just doing a lot of wine drinking and mountain climbing and shit like that. But he definitely did his fair share of the pot smoking in that. Oh. But uh, that I would not recommend to you because that's more of a boring read. Yeah. It's, it, it sounds exciting, but I didn't read On the Road because this book, it, while I enjoyed it, I enjoyed the writing. It was one of those ones, it's like you're reading like a nature book half the time. Yeah. He's just in the woods and shit. And I mean... Jack Kerouac doesn't seem like the kind of cat I would want to hang out with. He was an alcoholic. and Oh, here's another one. Uh, is this based on the Leo movie? The Beach by Alex Garland? It has to be. Award-winning national bestseller. World travel and pot smoking often go hand in hand. Well, doesn't it now? Yeah, yeah. Also, I just, I, I, before I go into this one, it seems like Mexico is a central yes, plot point. To, it is. Which, it is. if you know the history of the marijuana laws that we have in the United States, they... Um, as we've heard thousands of times on the Rogan podcast, the smear campaign against marijuana due to the, the hemp industry taking over the paper industry, they said it was a bunch of Mexicans, you know, that were doing it. So I was yeah. like, Ooh, I don't want to be a dirty Mexican smoking the marijuana, which is a made up word for the cannabis plant. And you know, marijuana is like a Mexican word, which what's, what does that even mean originally? I forget the original. Uh, it's some, I don't know. I can't remember. Or was it, it not even a word actually? I don't think so. No. Yeah, but they just attribute it to Mexicans because apparently Mexicans are smoking it. Yeah. Us, us whiteies would be appalled or something. I don't fucking know. Well, they were like doing it and like raping and doing doing terrible things on it, I think. Yeah. Well. Yeah. They're a bunch of, you know, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say the old Donald Trump quote. The, uh, <laughs> I will. They're a bunch of criminals and rapists. Yeah. Like that. Really? Because I just, I never put that two and two together. But yeah, that's what they were saying in the fucking like 20s and 30s. And now here's our, like, president of 2019 saying that dumb shit. How far we have fallen, Spencer, or not made any progress. World travel and pot smoking often go hand in hand, and Alex Garland's The Beach is further proof of that connection. When English traveler Richard sets off to find a secret beach paradise in Thailand, he instead stumbles upon a cannabis plantation and a whole lot of weird. Despite the dark tone of the book... The scenes of relaxation and celebration and the presence of marijuana throughout make it a suitable 420 read. I see that's so far seen like the only one really. Yeah, that's like an actual, like the plot point of the yeah. book is the herb. That sounds like an interesting book. Was again, was that the Leo movie? I never watched that. No. The beach. No, I've never. But seen I remember it. he was obviously it was a beach, and I think it was Thailand. It would have to be 
Was it about the pot smoking? Maybe we should go watch it. I'm not going to. Been Down So Long It Looks Like Up To Me by Richard Farina. That's a fucking funky cover, too. It's like a statue naked lady with people sitting on her butt, cooch, head, and they're colorful, and she's black and white. There's no way I could describe that. No. Is this a Mexican book? Sounds like a Mexican author. Let's see. Another cult classic of the 1960s counterculture, Cuban-American author Richard Farina's Picaresque novel will make you feel like you're in college again. The unlikely hero... How the fuck do you say his name? Gnosis? G-N-O-S-S-U-S? Sounds about as close as I could get. <laughs> the unlikely hero... Oh, God, I didn't read his last name. Oh, wow. Um, it's. I guess he's Greek. The unlikely hero, Gnosis Papadopoulos... I only know the Papadopoulos because that was that uh, lawyer dude, wasn't it, that got in trouble? Trump's uh, lawyer or oh, something? Yeah, wasn't that a yeah. Papadopoulos? I think so, yeah. I like the name. That's yeah. why. Which I actually find these weird long-ass last names of uh, Greeks aren't that hard to say once you hear somebody else say them. Yeah. Like uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo from the Bucks. Like, yeah. the first time I read his name, I was like, how the fuck do you say this? But then, like, well, Charles Barkley can't say it, but everybody <laughs> else can. <laughs> anyway, where was I? The unlikely hero, Gnosis Papadopoulos... Like his women loose, his art loud, and his weed strong. Sit back, crack open, bend down so long, and let yourself wander in and out of not-so-fictional smoke-filled frat parties. I'm not getting a real uh, synopsis here what this book's about, but I like it. Yeah. What's loud art, man? It's in the 60s, so I'm thinking pictures of Campbell's Soup. I don't and know. And brightness and... I don't know. People with fucked up hair. Yeah. Some, uh... What was in It's Always Sunny, Dan DeVito, when he played the art critic? What was his name? He had the fucking crazy hair. Something Kabloggin or Tabloggin or something. I know. I, I, I'm mixing I, up with his Mantis Toboggan <laughs> character, but it's not that one. It was something like Ago Toboggan. It was like <laughs> a fucking crazy name. That shit was so good. Danny DeVito is my hero. I actually watched a shitload of clips of him yesterday doing ridiculous things <laughs> just because. I enjoy Danny DeVito. It's going to be a damn shame when he's no longer around. I hope he lives to be 120. The best part was whenever they redid the uh, Detective Pikachu uh, trailer with Frank Reynolds. Clips from him talking yeah. about Frogman. <laughs> Frogman. All right. Next book on the list. Telegraph Avenue by Michael Chabon. I just want to say, I'm feeling like my story titles are not that creative compared no. to some of the shit I'm reading. Of course, no. I mean, the 420 theme, maybe, but these are some pretty cool titles. Telegraph Avenue. I like that. Michael Chabon. Chabon. The real Telegraph Avenue, the street from which Michael Chabon got his novel's title, stretches from downtown Oakland all the way to Berkeley. It's a diverse street where college students roam, $7 coffees in hand, artists set up shop, medical marijuana shops are ever growing, and the homeless look for a place to rest. Michael Chabon flawlessly captures the realness of the neighborhood and in Mr. Nostalgia, proprietor of non-sports card and weed aficionado. So this is like a modern book. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot for a coffee well it's fucking california oakland berkeley area expensive next book inherent vice by thomas pinchon that's a cool ass cover i like like, that that's like like a it's like a throwback uh beach cover like at night but it has the uh like these neon what's what's that font that's not the chinese font that's uh like a broadway kind of font i think or no, that's like a um, a Vegas font. Yeah. Like a Vegas casino font, and it's in bright pink and green. That's a really cool book cover. And is that the 
That looks like the Ghostbusters movie. I think it looks. It, it's not it, but I think it's supposed to. Surf shop, yeah. but yeah, definitely it looks like the Ghostbusters. If you are in the mood for mystery and mayhem, consider spending the holiday reading Thomas Pinchon's recently adapted Inherent Vice. Detective Larry Doc Porteo may be a total pothead, but his occasional smoke break leads to mishaps, intrigue, and a lot of humor for the reader. So, like, Pineapple Express? But you're a detective, I guess. Yeah, you're a detective, but you kind of get the, uh, you know, smoke breaks lead to crazy mishap. So, uh, and that's kind of like the trope, though. Maybe maybe more Columbo. Columbo. Pothead Columbo. Yeah, Pothead Columbo. Like that. Um, next one. Oryx and Crake by Margaret Atwood. I never heard of this one. I haven't read too much Margaret Atwood. I've read her short stories, but I have not read her novels. This, you got a flower on the cover and a lady with green eyes. I'm getting a plant vibe here. Little poison ivy, yes. Yeah. As if you needed another reason to read Margaret Atwood's stunning series. Huh, series. Consider the fact that even in a post-apocalyptic world, stoners exist. Well, I think there would be yeah. more stoners than anything. Before the snowman became the snowman, he was just Jimmy, another high school smoking, high schooler smoking skunky weed and looking at dirty pictures with his best friend. Ah, the good old days before global pandemics. It's the last time you smoked some skunky weed. <laughs> the skunk. Ew, this I don't like this book cover at all. So oh, I hate close up of like mouths. Yeah. Cellavision by Augustine Burroughs. It's just a close-up of like a lady's mouth, but her teeth are vi- very, too vibrant, too white. I don't know about you, but when I see people with two white teeth, it freaks me out. Yeah. Like they, Those they, piano key teeth? Yeah, they shouldn't be that white or that big. Especially when it's like on older people. Like you see Denzel Washington now, it freaks me out. <laughs> it's like, dude, your teeth are like perfect, but the rest of you is getting old and saggy. Doesn't match. Not right. Need some coffee stains on those chompers. If you are going to spend the holidays reading, make it something hilarious like Augustine Burroughs' only work of straight fiction, television. If the over-the-top characters and outrageous plotline aren't enough to make you laugh through a cloud of smoke, just read the scene between sad Peggy's husband John and Nikki, the 16-year-old neighbor, which involves joint smoking, munchies, and a whole lot of sexual innuendos. So one thing I'm seeing lacking from this list, a pro-pot depiction of characters who are like getting shit done yeah like it's all about munchies and it's uh, granted i haven't read like this one i've I've read so far i think three or four of the books on here but none of them the ones i read weren't actually all about like smoking weed but these heavy weed smoking ones kind of sounds like just your old typical stoner stereotype yeah if you get anything then it's just happenstance it's not because of you're bungling through life because you're a pothead well, I want to see the potheads who are getting some shit done. Yeah. I want to see the jujitsu potheads. I want to see the guys who are fucking coders and, yeah. you know, go to work, but then they also get stoned to relax. Like, why does it always have to be, I got the munchies and I'm going to sleep for eight hours. Uh, next one, Ruby by Cynthia Bond. That's a normal cover, I guess. Uh, reminisce with Cynthia Bond's titular character, Ruby. I don't use the word titular enough. It's, well, I don't think titular. you should. I don't think you should, especially when it comes to female characters. Yeah. Well, it's titular, but I like to say titular. Yeah. <laughs> because it just sounds better. Because that's how it's spelled. <laughs> yeah. Titular. Character Ruby about the good old days in the East Village. I don't know anything about the East Village, but from uh, Sex in the City, I think it's a gay neighborhood, right? It's always here. Where's that the meatpacking industry? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I've never been to New York City. Anyway... The reminisce about the good old days in the East Village before she left her New York before she left New York for a very troubled South. 
Travel back to when people crashed downtown tea parties and smoked weed with artists who rambled for hours about abstract expressionism versus pop art. Actually, never mind. This is the village we're talking about, so that's probably still happening. I just want to say, last night, when I I was serious about that Danny DeVito binge I went on, I was watching old taxi clips. Oh, God. From when he was on there, and there was a scene where him and Christopher Lloyd, um, I think it was Lodfa got, he quit, and then he left a bunch of cocaine cookies, (laughs) cookies made with cocaine, and fucking Christopher Lloyd, he's going through, and he's like breaking apart, he smells it, and he's like, yeah, that's Peruvian, and then he like snorts a piece of the cookie, (laughs) and he goes... South Peruvian, and then he tastes it, and he's like, 1970, like, he just goes on, and I'm like, you could not do that now, and his whole character was a drug hippie, and I watched another clip where it was before he gets on drugs and becomes, like, the hippie bum that he is on the show, and he was, like, this fucking college, uh, educated, real pompous dude, he's like, I need to go study, and, uh, it was hilarious, because, uh, Tom Hanks was on there, old Mm. mullet-looking Tom Hanks, he had big hair, and he was on acid, or, no, he was on, uh, edibles, and he was all Mm -hmm. fucked up, and, uh, like, it was just a weird contrast, because who would have thought Tom Hanks back then would have became so fucking, like, you know. Yeah. It's a goddamn multi-Oscar winning actor. But, like, just back then, like, pot and stuff in the 70s wasn't a big deal. No. Like, you just smoke in the streets, and maybe a cop like, hey, put that shit out there, buddy. Or, worth might you might get arrested, but you're not really. But they'd probably take it off of you, is that? They'd so, just it's, like, well, it's, like, it's like back then, when you were drunk or something, you might go sleep it off in the tank, and then you're out the next day. But now, like. They made such a big deal about it everywhere. Like, in New York for a while, you fucking got caught with a bag. You go to jail for, like, jail. months yeah, or yeah. some shit. It's like, what the fuck? Texas is, like, real bad. Texas and, like, and Florida, I think, are, like, really bad with that. Yeah. It's, why? It's so stupid. It's, especially, like, Florida. is like, like, you're so bad on the weed, but then, like, the prescription drugs. Yeah, just get them out like candy. It, it doesn't make sense because, like I said, in the 70s, you could do it, and it wasn't a big deal. And it's... Like, that's one of the few things in this country we actually regressed on. Like, we've gotten worse. Because the 80s was all about cocaine and shit. And I don't remember, like, huge crackdowns about coke. Like, the crack epidemic, yeah. But, like, cocaine, I mean, it was in movies and shit. And people just like, yeah, that's the culture. I I don't know. When did that big change? Uh, I guess Ronald Reagan's war on drug, maybe. His war on drugs. Yeah, but at some point, it's almost like they went back with the, like, the prohibition of weed. Because, obviously, in the... Like, 20s and 30s. Whenever they made it illegal, I think it was the 30s. Because before that, it wasn't, yeah. like, a big deal. And then it was like, oh, you know, you're either a Mexican or these black jazz music- musicians do weed. So, that that's bad. And then we get to the 50s. Everything's all wholesome. 60s, counterculture. You get a bunch of acid-doing, LSD-using hippies. And then by the time the 70s came around, if you're doing weed, that wasn't a big deal. Because, that, you know, before that, people were doing fucking acid and yeah. shit. So... It wasn't a big deal. Then like it reverted back, and now we're finally going the other way again. And now they're actually making it legal in a lot of places. Yeah, it's still stupid because you can get arrested for it still because it's federally illegal. Yeah. So even if you're in California, granted they're not going to fuck with you, but if they wanted to, they could. I think it's more with the uh, not necessarily the, the growers. The, yeah, it's like the growers and the sellers, not necessarily the buyers. It, it's that's uh, doesn't even make sense. Anyway, the next book, The Doors of Perception in Heaven and Hell by Aldous Huxley. I like this. This cover is trippy. Yeah, it's uh, circles. I've never read this. I don't think I read a lot of Aldous Huxley. Have you? No. What was uh, Brave New World? I think that was the most popular of the work. I think, yeah. Anyway, 
Long before Hunter S. Thompson's reign in gonzo journalism, Aldous Huxley's account of the use of mescaline changed the way people looked at drug use. Do people still use mescaline? Is that even a thing anymore? Because it was really heavily used in uh, Fear and Loathing. And then I just never, I, like, that's the only time I ever heard of it. That's one of those yeah, drugs I, I never really heard of. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't hear people using it anymore. His vivid descriptions and insights into his experience make this book a fantastic read for the intellectual stoner. There we go, mm-hmm. intellectual stoner. Though not directly about marijuana, the doors of perception became a symbol for the 1960s counterculture. I've known a couple intellectual stoners in my life, and I do feel, I don't think it had anything to do with the weed. I think it was the behavior that made them want to smoke so much weed, but they just very underachieved in life. We we used to work with a guy that was really really smart and just kind of didn't do anything. Yeah. I was always under the belief, it's not the drug that... Like, especially in, like, Weed's case, it's not the drug that makes the person lazy. It's, like, a lazy person just gravitates towards... Because you could do that with alcohol, too. You could be, you know, a functioning person who just drinks sometimes. Or you can be just a full-blown alcoholic that doesn't do anything. It's just, I guess, the type of Yeah, it all depends on the person, not the things that they're taking. Mm -hmm. But it definitely is a shame when you see somebody who's quite intelligent and has the potential to do it. I mean a vast majority of the things they probably would want to do. Yeah. And they just sit around and smoke all day and don't do shit. Uh, oh, that was the last book on our list. Want to read this thing called Dear Jennifer? What is this about? No, I'm not going to do that. Oh, so those are your stoner reads. If and, you want to read some stoner books. And to let's mention that on that list, if you go and you look up that list online on that website... Under each book, they have a click here to buy. So if any, yeah. so if any of those seem interesting to you that you want to check out, that could be an easy way. I will put a uh, link in the in our show notes when I post this. It's bustle dot com nine stone reads for you to get lost in on four twenty. By the way, I don't know what the weed the weed culture in uh, Kentucky is like right now, but we have. I think our most views in the last couple of weeks have come from Kentucky. Really? Places. Yeah. Huh. Kentucky, Pennsylvania, obviously. Yeah. Then, like, California, Australia. I like Australia. Yeah, I like that we're getting people from Australia. Yeah. We got, um, I think, a few from Russia and, like, just smatterings of other England and, like, smattering of other countries, but heavily condensed in Kentucky. I don't know why. Maybe, maybe, uh, we need to do some research. Maybe we need it. If we, uh, if we do get around to getting the book out, we can take like a mini, like, book tour through Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because, um, <clears throat> some of the people that, uh, either wrote for DPW or I just talked to online, like, I know where they, like, what state they live in. So if I see only one view coming from that, like, one per episode yeah. coming from that state. I know who it is. <laughs> so, like, Connecticut, I know who the person from Connecticut is. But Kentucky, I'm like, who are these fucking, like, 30 people from Kentucky listening to us or whatever the number is? Ah, man. Maybe we should start doing, like, Kentucky-based stories. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to do something because now we're starting to kind of reach our competitors' levels of views, which I like. Yeah. And we've only been out for... When do we start posting this? Wintertime. Yeah, it hasn't been long. Yeah, maybe November, December I put the first episode. No, because I put it on YouTube for a little bit. So I think it was December or January before I actually started. We got Podbean and started actually airing episodes. So that's pretty cool. Fictional. Great fictional stoners. 
you kind of had some ideas for this already. Yeah, yeah. Who are your favorite? Who who comes to mind when you think of fictional stoners that uh, set the bar? Well, you know, some of the ones just off the top of the bat before even you know even had to think are you know the the Red Man and Method Man from from How High, which we wanted to go into yeah. how shitty the new movie looks or show. I guess it's a movie, but yeah, it's I on think, MTV. I think it's said. like a TV movie. I think. You didn't know these people, which no, I envy no. you for this, because you're not on black Twitter, so you don't no, know. No, I am not. I keep on hearing about this black Twitter, but I just never... Like, do I Me just, and young Jamie, we, do, we go... Do I just have to hit like black Twitter on the search bar? Like, I'm, No, you, you have to be invited. Oh. It's like getting invited to the cookout. You have to you have to get, a, get it in. Anyway, little Yachty and uh, what's his name? Young Fly something or other. He's from Wild and Out. He's a comedian. I forget his name. He's actually pretty funny, but he's not... They're not Method Man Red Man. No. And, and Little Yachty fucking sucks. Here's the thing about Little Yachty. Because he's like a, he's a mumble rapper. He's the one I'm sure you've seen. I think he has like the fucking pink beads in his yeah. hair. He doesn't smoke. Like he's got... He, I think he's come out and said he just doesn't smoke at all. He never... He doesn't smoke weed. Well, that's bullshit. So man. how you and how high if you yeah. don't smoke, dude? That's... uh The casting is abysmal. I, I get it. They want to appeal to the youth, but... Like we were saying off air, it's it's the old heads like me and you are going to go watch yeah. that movie, right? Yeah. It's the fucking guys who watch How High 1. I feel like early 20-somethings probably haven't seen How High or they're not excited about a second one. It's our generation. Yeah. and We're the ones going to see Lion King and all this dumb right? shit. So like we're the ones that are going to go see it. Why are you casting people we don't want? And Red Man and Meth Man were both like, we'll do it whenever they want. Yeah. They just fucking give us a good script. And they just, nah, we're, we're good. We don't want to pay probably, you. I guess, yeah, it probably costs too much money. Anyway, uh, Pineapple Express, Pineapple Seth Rogen and uh, James Franco. That was a good. That was a good duo. Unexpected duo. Like before that, did they do anything together besides like Geeks and Freaks? Mm. I don't know if they did any movies together. I mean, they may be like small parts or something, but not like, like a know, whole. They didn't headline a movie. Yeah, they they weren't like the co leads or anything like that. Shout out to Danny McBride in that because he was like the good, uh, like the counter to that their stoner characters. Yeah. He was like this fucking weird. I don't even know. He, I don't think he did drugs in that, did he? No, I don't think so. Mindy, who are your favorite stoner characters in movies? Well, that was, uh, oh, wow. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> you know what to do now. <laughs> Stop it. I guess we just end the episode. Yeah. I mean, of course, we have the uh, the OGs, Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong. Can't forget about them. They uh, We're saying they kind of started the real stoner flicks, and then there was a big break between like the popularity of the stoner flicks until I feel like personally I at least when I started watching those kind of movies was uh because you had like your dazed and confused and yeah. things like that throughout the years but like really hit the notch I would say half-baked Dave Chappelle oh yeah I feel like that brought the because that was the four because like dazed and confused yeah they got high and stuff but that wasn't about just smoking but half bake was actual stoner flick. Yes, yes. That was the the plot was about smoking weed. The whole catalyst for why the dude got in trouble in the first place because he was high and he gave food to a horse. And- Did you ever uh, hear his like the main, like his story about making that? Because like I was he, I was watching that inside the actor studio Ooh. from years James ago. James Lipton still alive? Oh. I don't know. This this is from like years ago. <laughs> Fun was- fact: James Lipton actually started out as a pimp. Really? Yeah, he was a pimp in real life. 
a real life pimp. Nice. Go on. <laughs> I kind of see I, it now. I, I don't know if I can now. But anyways, he was on there and they were talking about it. And he and he was talking about like how originally the script when he wrote it was like kind of like this dot comedy, and then then they turned it into like this weed movie for kids. <laughs> well, they started the movie off as their kids, and they smoked yeah. for the first time. But um, so I mean, like he said, he you know he liked the movie and everything like that, and it was that you know what kind of got him out there. But he said originally it was like this different kind of film. Yeah, yeah, that was always interesting. So I remember because they had a couple. Uh, Scripts for that, I think, uh, before they came up with like a final one, and then um, you know you had your your few stoner films between that, and then I feel like the next big one because we're kind of going with the big major yeah. ones, you know, pineapple books, like the ones that made the stoner comedies at the top of the genre for like the comedy genre for the time being. Harold and Kumar yeah. was another one that was kind of lost in, in between uh, Half Baked and Pineapple Express, but that was a very funny one. They made the sequels. Mm, how many ridiculous events can you get into in your life? Come on. Yeah. In such a short period of time. Yeah, it's like, come on, guys. How many times can you just accidentally run into Neil Patrick Harris? <laughs> Especially, like, did he die in the first one? He got, like, shot to yeah. death or something, and then he just came back. Uh, but then again, Christopher Maloney in that, too. That was the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, he was yeah. excellent. He was a freak show. The, all the pimples, the big... Yeah. No, the- I think that was the second one. Was it? No, maybe it was the first that one. That was the first one. Oh, yeah. I feel like all the good stuff yeah. happened on the first one. What else have we got? Well, I said, and you, you, didn't quite, you didn't quite agree with me, but I said Jay and Silent Bob. I feel that while they're stoner characters and it's a stoner movie, the plot doesn't... It's not about the weed. Eh. See, the thing is, the mo- movies were mentioned in, like, Harold and Kumar. There's no movie without the weed. Yeah. Half-Baked, no movie without the weed. Pineapple Express, no movie without the weed. Jane Silent Bob Straight Back, they didn't have to mention smoking once and you had the same movie. Think about it. They're, the, yeah. Them smoking wasn't like the reason they had to go and stop the movie and all that shit. Fair enough, I guess. So I'm saying that's why like a Dazed and Confused doesn't get lumped in with the stoner uh, category because while it's a stoner film in the regards of there's pothead characters, yes. that's not what the movie's about. Mm, okay. Because, I mean, if you wanted to go that I mean, there are mall rats, there are clerks. You can always... Those aren't stoner films, but they're stoner-esque. Yeah. That's like they're a subcategory. The, they're for the stoner culture, or but yeah. they're not a stoner movie. I, I feel like there should be, like, a word for Kevin Smith movies. Like, Smith-esque or something <laughs> like that. Because, you know, you get, like, Kafka-esque, or when you're describing, like, literature... Um, I feel like that deserves something because that's what those movies are. They're holy Kevin Smith movies. When you watch a Kevin Smith movie, you know you're watching a Kevin Smith movie, which is, in my opinion, a sign of a great director. Yes. Quentin Tarantino is another one that comes to mind. You know you're watching a Quentin Tarantino movie. And speaking of stoners, I am looking forward to that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Because it was that 60s. Everybody was high then. Probably, yeah. They, are they going to have, like, Charlie Manson in that? That's what I keep on hearing. I like, thought that was the point of the movie, but then, like, the previews and stuff, the trailers, there's no, none yeah, of that. Yeah, they just make it look like, uh, you know, stunt, a guy in his stunt double. Which I don't want to be a dick, but it is kind of fucked up that you would put, like, that in a movie. Like, uh, if it's a documentary-type movie, I understand, or a bi- bi- uh, biopic, but if it's just a fiction movie, like he's doing, just a reimagining it with real-life characters... To have like a fucking you know a real person getting murdered for yeah. entertainment is kind of fucked up. Yeah, I guess it's uh, like the Ted Bundy movies. I don't. Why do you want to watch those? We were just talking about Kevin Smith. Apparently, his daughter got a part 
in that movie. Yeah, I, saw I don't. A I don't know. On set, I think. Yeah, I don't know how big of a part it is. I just I was just listening to one of his newest uh, podcasts recently, and she was on, and they they were talking about it. I think she has potential to be a decent actress. Like, I in the movies I've seen her, and she was pretty funny. I mean, other than like his movies, I haven't seen her. I know I've she, only seen I, her in his movies. I know she's done other stuff mm-hmm. that she's working on, and I guess she has like abandoned stuff too. But uh, yeah, just the stuff that I've seen her, and she seems to be all right. Yeah, she's she's an interesting lady. What other stoner characters are we missing? I feel like the stoner genre is not as big as we once thought. Let's see if I come up with anything here. I, you know, I never actually looked up stoner movies like to see what would be category categorized under that. Half Bakes number one. What is that? Uh, Pineapple Express. High School. I never saw that one. No. The Big Lebowski is considered a stoner film. How do you feel about that? I mean, he does smoke throughout it, but like you said, it's... It's not... That's not the, the reason the movie... Yeah. yeah, that's not the major plot point. Yeah, I wouldn't call The Big Lebowski a stoner film. I don't know what you'd categorize that as. That's a weird movie. Mm. It's a great movie. Um, Never heard of that. Ooh, Grandma's Boy. That's an interesting one because, again, that's not the weed making that movie happen but there's a lot of smoking remember they because yeah. they, they have a specific you know the whole uh who played that guy they had like the shaman in the basement and uh it was a guy from all the adam sandler yeah. movies that was uh getting his weed and they're like teaching the monkey karate yeah i love that guy yeah grandma's boy was excellent he's, he's the one who got like his legs bitten off by the shark right at the end <laughs> that's one of my favorite movies <laughs> so you know Cheech and chong up and smoke come on yeah the name alone that tells you what you need to know I never saw American Ultra. Did you see that? No. Kristen Stewart was in it. Apparently it's a pothead movie. Evil Bong. How did we not see a movie called Evil Bong? I've heard of that, but I just... They do have Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back on here. So that Inherent Vice, that is a movie. That book we... uh, We should probably check that out. That book that was on that list with the neon. Oh, okay. And the Ghostbusters car. That came out in 2014. Let's see what that's... Who's in that movie? Oh my god, my phone isn't working. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is in it. Oh yeah? Ah, that might be Joaquin, Owen Wilson, Josh Brolin. Ah, some three big names right there. You know what I'm watching tonight? Uh, There's a movie called Kid Cannabis. Sounds like a shitty superhero. Apparently this, <laughs> this is fucking ridiculous. The first donor flick was Reefer Madness. Uh, that was an anti-pot movie yeah. though, but I guess that was the first movie about weed. Oh, Fast Time at Ridgemont High. You ever see that? It's a I great mean, movie. It, with it's been forever. Oh, Butthole yeah. Face yeah. Sean Penn. Uh, he was, uh, what was his name in that? Uh, not Spicelli, something like that. Spicoli. Spicoli. Something like that. He ordered pizza in class. Yeah. That was a good one. That was a nice little tenacious D. I never saw this movie. Oh, dude, how do we forget the Friday movies? Oh, right, what do we yeah. classify those as? Because I feel like... Wow, you don't want to say the the marijuana was the driving factor of the movie. He wouldn't have gotten to so much shenanigans, right? Because Smokey makes him smoke for the first time yeah. at the beginning, remember? And then Smokey, all his trouble comes from the marijuana sales with Big Worm. And he smokes up all his shit. Yeah. So would you say those are I, stoner films? I would say so, yeah. So yeah but a, it's weird it's a stoner film, but it's a more... I don't want to say serious, but it doesn't have like the wacky... Well, I mean, it has... It's wacky, the, but it's not... Oh, that's a tough one, man. Yeah, because those are all some... Oh, was there a third one? Friday After Next? Yeah, yeah Friday, next Friday, Friday After Next. Those, I loved all of those movies. All of them? Yeah. 
I know you hate the man, but those were the only movies I liked Mike Epson <laughs> because he he was perfect as the uh, the fucking dumb idiot yeah. against Ice Cube straight man because Ice Cube always fucking busted his balls for being so stupid. Remember yeah. when he fucking runs up and he's like top flight security <laughs> of the room of the world, Craig, and he has the stupid <laughs> uniform. The worst, worst top flight security of the world he takes this stupid security job way too seriously. <laughs> But, he's harassing those but, old old church ladies. But uh, don't say that like like I'm the only one at this table that fucking hates Mike Epp. Don't. I don't like Mike Epp's stand up. That's the only thing I don't. I don't think his stand up's very good. And uh, I don't know. I've only I haven't watched all a bunch of Mike Epp's movies, but I thought he was good in the Friday movies, and I thought he was good in that other Ice Cube movie where they. Uh, you know what? No, actually, I think I don't like him in that movie that much. He was okay. That one where they had he had the winning lottery ticket. What was mm. that called? Uh, not Blue Chips. That was a Martin Lawrence movie, I think. Um, Ice Cube's like a bounty hunter or some shit like that. It was a comedy. Oh, I think I know you. Uh, Heat or yeah, something think, like yeah. that. Not Heat. I think it's an Al Pacino movie. Something like that, though. But uh, yeah, he was in that. He was okay in that. But Mike Epps, is, he's one of those guys that's like, eh. Wasn't there a rumor about him being... Richard Pryor. Yeah. But I actually see he could probably do a Richard Pryor just because of like, his looks and his mannerisms. He... Like, if he actually took the role seriously, yeah. he might be okay at it. There's a movie called Bong Water, and it's got, like, an 80s chick with her butt hanging out. Oh. Rolling Kansas. Sounds classy. These movies are getting much worse. Here's another classic. This is... Oh, I would say this is a stoner film. Dude, where's my car? Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier. Yeah. Because, like... That was a really stupid movie, but it was pretty good. I'm surprised they haven't sequelized that. I think that's one of those ones that was so dumb that they're just like, no. Well, no, they probably I think, didn't make a lot of money. I think what it is is that, uh, um, what's his name? Ashton Kutcher has enough money now. Yeah. Well, uh, what about, uh, uh, um, Bill and Ted? Do they smoke weed in those movies? I don't they remember. They act like they do. Well, they're like clearly potheads, but they don't, I don't think they ever smoked in them. Mm. It's been, so, it's been fucking like 20 years since I watched those movies. I, I just, I, that's just why we have because they're doing another one. I'm pumped for the new one. Yeah. Dude, they remade Reefer Madness 2005. That doesn't surprise me. And then Dead Man on Campus. That was a stupid movie. I don't think that was a pothead movie. So it looks like there's actually not that many quality stoner films out there like that are actual stoner films. That's why the ones we named are kind of the big ones because they're the only ones. Yeah. So I guess the message of this episode is, hey, hey, smoke weed every day. Mm-hmm. What do you got planned for today? We could do a drunken bullshit episode when yeah. Mindy makes wings. Yeah. Sounds like a good idea because we're only at 45 minutes, but... This topic wasn't as intriguing as I thought it would be. Yeah. Of course, I didn't drink my big-ass beer I got yet. I drank this little shitty Cape line. <laughs> like, I wanted to... I didn't, I didn't want to get hammered drunk yet. Because the last two episodes, we were drunk, and it was... It was hard to edit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just... Well, it wasn't hard to edit. I was just listening to myself. like, oh, man. Man, I'm slurring. <laughs> yeah. Well, by the end of the last drunken bullshit episode, I was like, dude, I can't even edit it like, to make it sound like I'm normal. I just sound like a fucking dumbass. <laughs> Which was really bad because... the episode, bye. Like, it doesn't take me... like It takes me like one drink before I start slurring anyway because my mouth gets real dry all the time. But in like, that DBS episode, I was hitting on some real good points. Yeah. Like we were talking about movies and shit. So I felt like I had some good shit to say, but the way I was saying it, it was like, oh... Well, happy 420 to you folks. And yep. On a better note, I guess, a more Christian note, happy <laughs> Easter. Yeah, I, Does anybody actually celebrate Easter like as an actual holiday or they just use it as like... Excuse to be off. Or, yeah. Where, but it's Sunday. Everybody. Yeah. Before I say anything, 
I don't really know how religious this area is, but when I was at work yesterday, we were driving through uptown Washington in the morning, and there was like fucking 30 old people carrying two gigantic wooden crosses down the street. Yeah, Jesus style. Like two of them, and they were. I'm not. When I say gigantic, I mean like a tree. You didn't. Like think they that, were gigantic. You, you, didn't, you didn't think to stop this and get this on video? No, we were. It was so fast. Oh. We were driving past. It was up on Highland too, which is weird. And uh, it was right around the corner, like on that four way intersection. It was a bend, so I couldn't like get. My, it wasn't like a straightaway where I saw yeah. them coming. We went around the corner, and they were just there, and we already passed them. I, I if it was me driving, I would have been like, nope, we're stopping. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta get this. And they all had like. I think they had, like, the fucking cross on their forehead, like, the Ash Wednesday. or I don't know what the fuck they were doing. Here's what I said, which was very <laughs> fucked up. And I know I shouldn't have even, like, thought it, but let alone say it out loud. And, and repeat it on this. Well, yeah, and repeat it on this to everybody. I saw a bunch of old white people carrying crosses, and like I said, by Highland, which, where the projects are. Yeah. Lincoln, you know, the Lincoln yeah. Terrace, that's the projects. I'm just like, are they're not going to put those on people's lawns, are they? <laughs> I was looking for a gas can. I was like, this is really fucked up. Like, they're doing this in broad daylight Why now? is nobody stopping these people? Yeah, what the hell? And then it came to me. Oh, wait. Today's Good Friday. Because I, I didn't even... I forgot Easter was this weekend. Yeah. Like, I forgot all about it. So, I was like, just to see that on a day you're not expecting. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, it was... It was it was surreal. And and, and maybe they were just putting a big T for time to go. Remember the <laughs> South Park episode? <laughs> time to go. <laughs> Lowercase t for time to go. That shit, that shit was hilarious. Oh, man. One of the few shows that can make racism funny. Oh, man. Yeah, Such but that was that was an odd sight. I uh, completely whiffed it on that one. I just should have videotaped it. I mean, I guess that's not really a thing. I'm sure people do that, obviously. There's like 30 of them, but... I've never seen it. They were, I mean, I'm, ta- when I'm talking old. There's no young people. I'm talking 70 and older. Because so these people were struggling. Well, they all were carrying it, and they were struggling. I mean, I wanted to get out and be like, you need a hand to carry your giant racist cross that you're going to put on somebody's lawn? Because this thing looks fucking heavy. Because it wasn't light wood. It was like what you make log cabins yeah. out of. Oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah, so it's probably a terrible way to end this episode. But, it, oh, this is the official episode. This ain't even the drunk yeah. one. So we should probably have an outro. If you folks want to read all our weed fiction, our stoner fiction, which we don't nearly have enough of, right? No, it doesn't... Even As of now, I think, you, I think you've written one weed story, and I have written none, maybe? And not even, like, a really big weed stick. It's not even... Yeah, it was about a guy trying to get weed. weed yeah. Shit happens. So maybe we should get on that sometime. Well, anyway... Well, now we know that that's a genre. Yeah, we... That's the a books. Untap- untapped market. Um, you folks can head on over to drunkenpenwriting.com. We have all your fiction needs, but we have not been writing on the site that much, so no. we should get to that. I was going to post a story today I have, but I figured not that many people were going to be online. Like, I, I was looking at, like, the numbers and the views we were getting already, and it just, there wasn't too many people. I'm not posting a big-ass story that's not going to yeah. get read, so I'll wait till next week. Anyway, you folks can hit us up on Twitter to yell at us for our awful, awful entertainment. Um, at drunkpenwriting.twitter. I don't know. What is it? At drunkpenwriting. How does Twitter work? Um, and then you can hit us up on Facebook and whatever else. You folks have a glorious weekend. See you later. See ya. See ya.